Looking to stand out from the pack at your first job? When you earn a master's in management from Georgetown, you'll gain the skills employers value most, elevating your career prospects for years to come. Get started at choosegeorgetown.com slash MIM. It's the Smart Driving Cars podcast. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the faculty chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hi, Fred. First up this week is some of the latest from Waymo, where CEO John Krafchick spoke to the National Governors Association recently and said it would take longer than many of them think for automated vehicles to be everywhere. Uh, One of the big issues still to be resolved is something you've talked about for quite a while, and that's a really working automatic emergency braking system. Yes, and, you know, I think that... uh... Of course, it's going to be a long time before they're everywhere. Um, and the question is, uh, how long is it going to be uh, before they're, uh, they're easily recognizable by most of the people in the population? And that's a different question. Uh, everywhere is going to take an awful long time. But um, the way they've been moving, uh, that is Waymo, uh, one can expect uh, that... Uh, uh, you won't be more than one or two people separated from someone who uses uh, the system uh, uh, almost on a daily basis. Uh, so um, I think that that's really uh, the interesting question. And I think to, to have uh, uh, the, the Waymo CEO, Kravchik, uh, appear before the National Governors Association means that uh, uh, that Waymo is now entering a, a, a position in which they're now beginning to market their services to cities. He pointed out that, um, that they've uh, driven um, in, uh, I guess, uh, 25 different cities now. And, um, and in fact, uh, their, uh, uh, their testing has, uh, has toppled, uh, topped uh, 8 million miles. And um, and in fact, um, on a daily basis, uh, they're driving uh, uh, twenty five thousand miles a day on public roads, and most of those miles, or uh, well, he didn't tell us how many of those miles were without any um, attendant, uh, but uh, certainly a, a number of those miles have been without attendant. Uh, maybe most of them have been still with an attendant. Uh, he hasn't told us uh, what their uh, disengagement um, rate is in those on those daily bases, uh, but um, it must be uh, quite rare now uh, that they're having disengagements. Uh, so, for, so for the, people who might not understand what you mean when you say disengagements, explain what it is. That means when an attendant or a remote uh, monitor has uh, basically disengaged the automatic uh, automated functions and and basically taken over manually uh, to uh, uh, bring the vehicle to a stop or pull it over to the side or to uh, negotiate the next move of the vehicle. In other words, uh, disengaging the automation system. Disengaging the automa- the automation system and. Uh, since these are supposed to be, the goal is to have them driverless, uh, then that means uh, that the, uh, the time or miles between uh, disengagements uh, needs to be very, very large. Uh, else you need to have a monitor on board to, uh, 
to uh, take care of situations where uh, the automated system uh, can't take care of it. I think another thing that he pointed out um, and that's uh, been written before, but uh, but they've um, in their testing, uh, ba they basically tested some uh, twenty thousand different scenarios. That's like you know approaching a stop sign or approaching a traffic light or making this kind of left turn or that kind of right turn or so on. And so uh, there are there are extensive testing. Uh, not only on on their own um, uh, test track, but on public roads as well as in simulation and in simulated environments is is getting to be enormously extensive, and um, it's uh, very much getting ready for uh, um, for public service. And of course, uh, there's a lot of interest. It sounds like uh, among many of the governors, we're we're hoping in New Jersey's governor. Is 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 listening too? But the well, uh, I hope Governor Murphy attended. I I don't know whether he did or he did, and if he did, I hope he asked some questions or or spoke uh, with uh, uh, with uh, Mr. Uh, Kravchik uh, uh, after the presentation. But um, let's hope New Jersey gets into play. Well, we do know that one governor uh, actually asked when he might be able to buy a vehicle with Waymo's technology. And Kraftchik, uh, as you point out uh, in the latest newsletter, had a pretty interesting reply. Yes, and I think uh, it's, it's the uh, correct uh, answer. He said basically that, uh, at least as far as Waymo goes, uh, selling uh, these uh, vehicles uh, to um, the general public is I think at the bottom of their list, uh, and so um, and uh, that's the appropriate place. Uh, if not, if not, if not, a better place would be not to be on the list at all. Um, look, these are um, uh, valuable assets to provide mobility, and um, uh, having them owned by an individual who's going to use it only for him or herself. Um, is uh, really not making very good use of such a a, a public asset, and it's much better that the that the vehicles uh, be uh, be members of fleets that are made available to the uh, to the traveling public at large, uh, so that they really can be utilized um, uh, throughout the day uh, by by many individuals, and I guess. Uh, the thought is that a vehicle could maybe serve um, 50 trips a day as opposed to an individual making three or four trips a day um, with, such, with such a vehicle. And um, as we've discussed, um, if there is a, a, a shortage of these vehicles, um, uh, I think that they should be um, uh, offered on a priority basis to serve the mobility disadvantage and uh, then as uh, capa capacity becomes available, uh, then be av made available to the broader public at large uh, throughout the rest of the day. Um, but uh, anyway, that's uh, where my uh, politics and, uh, and social um, uh, interests uh, rest uh, associated with these vehicles. These are really public uh, transportation vehicles um, and um, and will and are really uh, public transit and uh, will be used uh, as fleets 
um, serving uh, the most uh, possible uh, person trips per day, which means that um, uh, during uh, peak hours or at times of high demand, uh, they'll be used in shared ride services as opposed to uh, leaving others behind while um, a single individual uh, is taken for a ride. What, do, what, what are your thoughts about uh, what competitors to Waymo must be thinking or feeling when they read that Waymo is now traveling 25,000 miles a day on public roads? I think that uh, anybody must be, uh, the other folks must be taking a look and say, uh, we better up our game. Uh, because in the end, um, uh, uh, one's going to have to have demonstrated um, a, 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 a safety record, a, a record at which uh, the system actually works. Uh, as opposed to um, arm waving or or just talking about it, and in the end, um, uh, that just takes um, blocking and tackling. That takes uh, a lot of of hard work and and continuous work. And yes, um, uh, GM and crews are accumulating, you know, some miles um, in San Francisco and so on. And, uh, you know, uh, but the others, uh, my goodness, uh, um, they're uh, way behind. And, um, and so if in the end, uh, in the end, well, I should say it's really not uh, the total miles traveled. It's really the quality miles traveled that's important. Uh, but uh, I don't think that, um, that Waymo is just using these vehicles um, to... Uh, to negotiate uh, to go around the same block all the time, uh, they are really, um, in some sense, stress testing these vehicles, and uh, everybody else must be looking. Oh my goodness, um, <clears throat> there better be a few more rounds of funding available because uh, otherwise, um, um, I may not be able to catch up. Now, now Bloomberg had a piece on a company called Zoox, Z O O X which has hired some en- hired a bunch of engineers really from Tesla, Apple, Google, Ferrari and Amazon to help build robotic taxis. And they're doing something that Waymo isn't uh, actually building a vehicle. Yes, yeah, so uh, you know Zoox is uh, is, uh, is uh, at least on paper pretty impressive and uh, and they do have some vehicles running around and some experience on public roads, uh, <clears throat> but uh, they decided to not only uh, build the, uh, the AI uh, that's associated with this uh, and build the vehicle and uh, uh, develop uh, the vehicle management, the fleet management system that would deliver um, a mobility as a service. Uh, so they're to be applauded uh, for uh, really uh, looking at the at the at the right problem with this automation, which is providing uh, mobility uh, uh, as a public service. Uh, they just decided to to take on all three things of of as I said, um, uh, doing the uh, automatic control systems and sensors and 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 so on. Uh, building the, the and designing the, the vehicle 
uh, and uh, and uh, developing uh, the operational, the real-time operational strategy uh, to manage a fleet in real time. And um, those are three big jobs. <clears throat> Waymo at one point uh, started building its own vehicle and basically um, said, well, maybe not. Uh, we're better off um, uh, looking at uh, at vehicle manufacturers uh, to uh, build the vehicle for us. And what we'll do is, in some sense, retrofit our automation on top of it uh, to then uh, be able to drive those vehicles safely uh, and uh, gain an enormous amount of experience uh, and put together uh, the fleet management uh, system uh, that uh, basically delivers uh, the vehicles to the riding public and transports them from their origins to their destinations. Uh, so they're doing two out of the three. Um, GM, um, the other sort of um, major player in the in the driverless uh, mobility area, uh, with their cruise initiative, uh, of course uh, they'll design and, and build their own vehicle. That's that's one of the things that they know how to do very well, of course. And the cruise piece is developing the AI, and, but it looks like uh, what they're doing is, uh, or at least in their investment with, into Lyft, would probably look to Lyft um, to um, to do the uh, the vehicle management piece. Um, and so they're doing two out of three. Uh, for Zoops to look and say, well, we're going to do all three, um, and in some sense, um, uh, being behind uh, the uh, OEMs in building and, and designing vehicles, and um, who knows what experience they have in terms of really the fleet management, and also uh, then building their own AI. Um, they've um, they've chosen a, a really challenging task, and um, given their level of funding and so on. A number of people, while they do, they have uh, obtained a, a number of good people from a number of good places. Um, they have an enormously uh, full plate ahead of them, and um, and so um, you got to wish them uh, good luck. But um, but they have a big job ahead of them. You know, building vehicles uh, is expensive. No easy task. Uh, you can ask our friends at Tesla about that, right? And in the end, you know, who knows what NITS is going to do with making you pass crash tests and, and all the other things that go into making a vehicle and a vehicle uh, that ends up being reliable. And uh, so uh, it's um, it's no easy task. And I think, uh, uh, you know, maybe one of the wise decisions that Waymo made was to say, uh, my goodness, uh, uh, let's look around for partners to make uh, who, who who know how to design and build vehicles and, and make them uh, so that they um, uh, they're reliable and um, and mechanically uh, and um, let's use them as opposed to uh, reinventing that wheel. Right. Another competitor, Embark, has raised thirty million dollars in additional funding to expand its fleet of robot trucks. They've got five. They're going to expand to to a hundred with with this funding. At least that's the plan. Uh, yes, and but uh, you know, again, that's not really making the trucks driverless. It's really a self driving play, and again, it's it's something that that uh, 
um, uh, that uh, we've sort of seen before in the, in the trucking world uh, with um, uh, Lewandowski and, and, and so on. So, uh, yes, uh, they, they do have investment capital behind them. Uh, but, um, again, um, compared to, uh, well, I don't know, the estimates are that maybe uh, Waymo has spent uh, $1.5 billion um, uh, today to get to where they are. And we know how much money has been put in by, uh, um, uh, by SoftBank into GM Cruise, as well as what GM has put in and what the other people have put in. Uh, 30 million is an impressive number, but, uh, but it's, um, it's, uh, at least an order of magnitude, uh, uh, low and probably, uh, um, you know, a factor of more like, uh, uh, 30 to 50 low. Right. Now, the street ran a story recently with the headline, NVIDIA is taking over the autonomous driving industry. Uh, they spoke with NVIDIA's Danny Shapiro, who was among the many who took part in the Smart Driving Car Summit at Princeton this past spring. And uh, this article seems to paint a pretty glowing picture of, of what's going on at NVIDIA and its role. Yes, and I think NVIDIA and its role with respect to basically providing the chipsets and uh, some of the, um, some of the uh, uh, operating system software uh, behind the AI and, and in support of the AI uh, for these vehicles is is a substantial player. And, and they're a player not only uh, with respect to uh, the driverless uh, initiative, but also with respect to the self-driving initiative and in some sense uh, the, the percolation of the self-driving um, initiatives back down, I, I would like to say, to the safe driving uh, aspects. So if you if you really uh, want to do safety in a vehicle such that you have uh, an automated system uh, that is basically monitoring your driving function, and uh, should you then uh, basically uh, um, find yourself getting into a, a situation where um, a crash may be imminent, uh, then uh, the automated emergency braking systems, lane centering systems, and so on, take over and keep you from getting in, into a crash, uh, then all of those systems, which, you know, in a few years really should be proliferating um, uh, all of the new cars um, in, the, um, um, in the showrooms, um, many of them will be, uh, will have as a computing system uh, platform uh, behind them, uh, an NVIDIA platform. Uh, so that market in the shorter term uh, or in, in, in the near term is is really large. Uh, it's, uh, you know, on the order of tens of millions of vehicles per year uh, having such equipment. So, in fact, uh, they're them positioning themselves really as the uh, as the um, uh, compute engine. Uh, behind uh, both uh, not only some driverless initiatives, but the self and the safe uh, uh, driving um, initiatives is really a, a very good position for them to, uh, to uh, place themselves in and um, uh, suggest that uh, they are uh, uh, really a big player. Not bad for a company that was best known and perhaps is still best known for uh 
in, among video gamers for, for their graphics cards, but it's the same kind of technology, the, the graphics processing that, that we're talking about them, them making use of here. Who would have thought? I mean, uh, in a sense, as, as I think I've mentioned in a previous podcast, I first went to, uh, to their GPU uh, um, uh, conference a little over a year ago, uh, expecting to, to see uh, nothing but gamers. And here there were, I don't know, 7,000 people uh, at the a GPU conference. And uh, probably um, 85% of them were from Fortune 500s. And, um, and you could barely find a gamer in the crowd. So, uh, yes, um, uh, very, very interesting in terms of uh, the evolution of, of, of that company. And, of course, uh, I guess its, uh, it's valuation has sort of followed um, their, um, their uh, uh, not only uh, uh, dominance in the, uh, in the gamer market, but also then the, the taking of that technology and really uh, uh, powering uh, much of the AI uh, that, that is taking place not only in the, in, in the, um, in the smart driving car context, uh, but in a lot of the other um, AI applications of, uh, where uh, neural networks and deep learning and really the, the, um, the parallel computational structures um, in their, in their uh, design are really um, allowing them to, to be a, a very uh, important player. One of the great things about uh, the uh, Smart Driving Cars newsletter that you've been putting out for so long now is uh, telling us things that we ought to be reading. You kind of like, kind of like Oprah. Uh, you highlight a new book titled "The End of Driving: Transportation Systems and Public Policy Planning for Autonomous Vehicles," and this uh, you're saying is a pretty thorough look. Uh, yes, it, it's uh, it's a very it's a very um, uh, scholarly look and, and uh, at uh, and a very serious look at, at really um, uh, what the what the planning implications are uh, and the uh, the um, city and urban fabric implications are um, of uh, the smart driving car technologies. And um, and I think uh, Ben and Vernon uh, and John have have, uh, have done a very nice job of basically um, of putting together um, um, uh, the, um, uh, the the implications uh, for uh, basically um, uh, the the serious community, the planners, the policymakers, um, um, uh, the. Um, um, uh, urban designers uh, to uh, take a serious look at, at the implications of this technology um, uh, going out uh, forward in time. And to underscore just how much there is to do, Brookings has a report titled Commuting Choices, Five Major Takeaways from the 2016 Census Data, and one of the headlines, is over 76% of Americans drive alone to work every day. Yep, and I think that that's what um, everybody uh, needs to look at, and that's that's really, uh, um, I guess, uh, what uh, I think that the, uh, the 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 driverless technology is targeted at uh, to really take uh, what is. Um, um, 
a very um, energy and um, and uh, um, infrastructure and and environmentally um, uh, poor uh, approach to mobility, which is um, uh, essentially each of us driving our own vehicle to work uh, every day um, and looking to uh, provide a, uh, a mobility alternative um, uh, to those people that might say, oh my goodness, uh, maybe there's a, um, a better way for me to get to work. And that better way might, uh, might, be, uh, might, uh, might involve uh, me also sharing a, a ride with somebody so that there are um, maybe uh, two or even three of us in a vehicle um, uh, going to work um, uh, every day. And uh, so this is really the, the, uh, the implications of a, the, a new public mobility um, uh, to then uh, uh, make much better utilization of the uh, infrastructure um, uh, address congestion um, if um, if two uh, out of three vehicles can be taken out of the uh, the primary uh, uh, travel direction in uh, in our roads uh, during the peak uh, commuting hours, uh, essentially all uh, uh, congestion disappears, and um, and since uh, that's when. Uh, most of the people travel within very short time windows um, in uh, in uh, directed corridors. Um, there, that's when the opportunity to share rides uh, um, uh, would exist uh, at the greatest greatest probability and the greatest opportunity. And uh, what is needed to basically achieve that is to first of all. I have the information to know about it. So I have people basically saying, I, I request I'm going to go now or I'm going to show up at an autonomous taxi stand now and, uh, and tell the system where they're going uh, so that, in fact, uh, they then can be paired up with others who may be going in that same sort of uh, 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 pizza slice uh, of geography um, emanating from the point at which they're starting. Uh, so the opportunities are there uh, every day. It's just that the system that we have, which is now my own car, which uh, I use, and I'm not going to tell anybody when I'm going to use it or, or even care to find out if anybody else could go with me, all of a sudden changes when now um, there's a mobility offering out there that one can just get into, and all one has to do is basically... Uh, uh, tell the system where I'm going. And we know from our use uh, now of just the apps uh, that, that uh, Uber, Lyft, and Didi have developed uh, that uh, at least many of us uh, do that trivially. And so uh, the opportunity to, to basically bring that information and then have a vehicle management system develop, the, um, uh, uh, bring to us and, and, and operate and, and manage the vehicles that would deliver us that mobility is the real opportunity. Uh, so, um, and, and, and the market is, is that uh, 76%. And uh, some people say, well, no, you're going to decimate transit. Well, 
as the chart clearly shows, even for commuting uh, transit, uh, the conventional transit systems in the nation are used um, uh, less than, for less than 6% of the trips, uh, which is, uh, you know, almost noise. And, um, and what isn't mentioned in the report is that basically half of those trips are taking place in the New York metropolitan area. So if you, if you carve out New York metropolitan area from the rest of the country, it's, uh, uh, essentially as many people walk, um, to work as, as take, uh, uh, public transportation. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, the market that folks are going after to serve um, is, is not, uh, oh, let's, let's steal a few uh, and, and, and divert a few uh, uh, public transit trips. It's to go after that 76%, uh, which is um, uh, the, uh, the folks uh, that drive themselves uh, to work every day. And we wonder why we got all that and traffic, right? And that's how we get all the traffic, and that's where most of the pollution comes from, and that's where most of the energy consumption comes from. So if we can put two people in a car instead of one, we chop energy in half, we chop pollution essentially in half, uh, we get rid of a great deal of congestion. I mean, it's, it's, it's from a public policy perspective, uh, from a societal perspective, um, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's, we should, we need to investigate, uh, the opportunity to do that because it has such, such fundamentally good implications on the quality of life of, of uh, for all Americans and the rest of the people around too. Something else, uh, from Brookings just out, uh, when asked in a survey undertaken by researchers at the Brookings Institution, how likely they are to ride in a self-driving car. Only 21% of adult Internet users said they're inclined to do so, compared to 61% who are not. I, we've heard this, this kind of thing before, but uh, Brookings is underscoring it. And, of course, this survey was undertaken after that horrible Uber crash. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the surveys, it's all, it's all perception, and nobody's... Nobody's, uh, nobody really understands or has, has any kind of feeling with respect to what this, what this technology is or will be or, and so on. Um, you know, um, I think one should ask uh, those people, how many of you would ride an elevator? And if, uh, still the same percentage say, said that a small percentage said that they would ride an elevator and, and such a large percentage said that they won't, and then I guess I believe them. But you know, it's it's um, uh, I, um, it has no substance. Yeah, a, well, the, 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 you know, the people haven't been, haven't been presented a, a, a the, the the viable alternatives. They haven't experienced it. Um, uh, take every one of those people that said that they wouldn't ride it in a in a uh, driverless car. Uh, if they go to an airport, uh, are they going to use the, the automated people mover or are they going to uh, walk between, uh, uh, between the, the terminals? Um, you know, they're all in the automated people mover, so uh, whatever. And if we were back in, in 1970, prior to the first automated people mover 
uh, at Tampa Airport in 1971, and you would and and Brookings were to ask the same question, uh, you'd probably have the same percentage saying, "Oh, we're not riding an automated people mover to a terminal." I, you know, I don't know. That's it for this edition. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com, on iTunes, Google Play, and more, even on your Amazon Alexa. Look for my tech reports at tech. 